Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Slice of Healthcare. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. This is a great episode. I've been looking forward to getting this guest on for quite some time now. She, uh, her name is Monique, and she is best known as Nurse Mo, and her Instagram is I am Nurse Mo. She's crushing the social media game. She has a ton of cool stories on Instagram, a lot of followers, great engagement, and her content is always top-notch. So very excited to have her on. So without further ado, let's get Monique on the podcast. Hello. Hi, Monique. Thanks so much Hi. for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy Tuesday, guys. Happy Tuesday. How's your day going so far? Um, it's pretty easy. Um, I'm shipping out some orders for my website um, and just kind of hanging out today. I have the day off. Well, not really off. I never really had the day off. But <laughs> it's kind of like an easier day. You have enough time to hop on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> best way to put it. So that's good. Great. Uh, I, I know you were just going through, uh, we'll get into this too, but you've been super busy lately. A lot of different things coming up in your schedule. Uh, I do want to get to your recent event in New York. We will get to that shortly, but I think it would be great for uh, I'm, what I'm sure would be a very limited audience that doesn't know who you are at this point, but I would love for, for you to uh, discuss your background and, and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and we'll go into it. Awesome. Um, so to people who are unfamiliar with me, which I'm sure there are many and welcome. I love you guys. <laughs> nice to meet y'all. Uh, my name is Monique Dowdy. I go by nurse Mo. I'm crit- a critical care traveling registered nurse. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm also owner and creator of the brand and website, the resilient nurse and the resilient nurse.com. I created The Resilient Nurse back in 2014, where the only media presence that us nurses had was like Nurse Jackie and, um, you know, um, then there was like allnurses.com, where the answers were like super outdated, and I'm going to be really frank. Um, They were from older white people, and I felt like they didn't, the answers didn't relate to us, so I wanted theresilientnurse.com to serve as a safe space for people who were younger or of color or who didn't fit what the typical mold of, you know, a nurse was to have a place to get information, advice, and um, see photos of nurses who actually represent them. Um, And then later on, that kind of turned into like, it was okay to like post yourself in scrubs on the internet um, and share a little bit of your profession. So it was a Um, I started that back in 2014, mainly because I was showcasing my journey as a travel nurse. And when I looked, scoured the interview, um, the internet for advice, I just, there was no one who looks like me, who was representation that was brown like me. And I wanted to be that since we didn't have that. So the resilient nurse and the resilient nurse.com has grown over the past four years. Um, since just becoming a website and blog, we've also like opened it up to other nurses, other healthcare professionals who have a message, who want to share their story. So we are kind of a hub now. If you have a brand, if you have a website, if you have some type of volunteer work you want to do, we're all about guest blogging, co-blogging, um, doing takeovers on our Instagram page so that people could see the day in the life of an SRNA, the day in a, in a life of a forensic nurse, which provides like really uh, a great space for new nurses who are like, oh, I'm interested in nursing, but I'm not sure what. 
they could literally go to our Instagram, click on our stories that are highlighted and figure out what type of nurse they want to be by viewing a nurse's day on the internet, which is pretty cool. Um, and then uh, myself, Nurse Mo, um, I serve as a mentor for <laughs> But right now, um, I personally mentor 72 women, um, like talking to them, emailing them on the daily, weekly basis. Um, and I also host events where I partner with brands and we do networking, bonding and team building um, just so we can focus on issues that we encounter in healthcare and in business um, and just in life in general. Um, so I host my, my workshops. Uh, I just finished a six city speaking tour and that was amazing. Uh, and on top of all of that, we have our own merchandise mugs, candles and amazing things like that um in my free time i like long walks on the beach um <laughs> i love to travel and i'm a huge advocate for traveling the world solo um i'm a big fan of alone travel so that's me in a nutshell um and i hope you guys are interested and if you like what you heard visit www.theresilientnurse.com or check us out on instagram at the resilient nurse um, or if you guys are like, she sounds cool. Check me out on my Instagram. I am nurse Mo. Excellent. Thank you so much. That was a great, uh, little bit about your background and the resilient nurse, which I was going to ask that too. So that's perfect. I don't even have Okay. To. Awesome. I you want to kill it. a couple birds. With one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I do want to go into your recent event in New York. Uh, I, I saw you were posting quite a bit about that. Uh, one, we have a, a similar connection that was there. Uh, um, I always mess up her name. Aisha. Yeah, Aisha. Yeah, Aisha Allen. Yeah. Uh, how long have you known Aisha? I do not. I met Aisha two weeks ago. So, um, so oh, the okay. thing is, is with the New York event that came up, I work with a really amazing company that sponsors all my events. Um, and they give me full creative freedom about how I want to go about my events. And, um, about our events and how we want to promote them, who we want to be a part of it. So about a month out, the event was completely sold out and we were just like allowing tickets to still kind of process, but the event was. And I said, this would be a really good opportunity for other bloggers or YouTubers or people who have a really good message to have a platform because we were expecting anywhere between at the time we were expecting a hundred and five people, but it ended up growing into 175 people at wow. the last minute. And it was, but it was really, really great. Um, so I honestly just sat on the internet like a troll and looked up women who I thought represented my brand and my bit, my vision and the message that we were trying to get out there to the audience that was attending this event was that, um, you know, like, you can really accomplish anything. You can be anything. And what better to have than a woman who is in school to be a CRNA, who was in the military, who, you know, who is at Duke University. So I messaged her immediately and I, we had her flown out and um, brought to the event because I just thought that she was talent and she would just serve as an inspiration to so many people who were there. So instead of choosing panelists who had 50,000 followers as a requirement, I wanted panelists who had substance that could offer something that I couldn't. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I haven't met her in person yet, but I've known her for oh, a few awesome. months. She's going to be pissed that I messed up her name on the podcast. So oh, no, when I you hear this, that. Aisha, uh, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's been great. Uh, definitely from what you've told me about the Resilient Nurse and your brand and what I've read and seen on your Instagram pages and on your site, I, I think she fits your brand very well and, and same yeah, ideals was, and everything. It was really great. So, um, so yeah, it was really great to open the platform up to six other women. Um, and, you know, and like, and also to not have them have to have a whole bunch of expectations like, oh, you need to sell 10 tickets. No, it was just kind of like, show up, here's your audience. And, you know, if they didn't come to that event with a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel, something, I promise they left inspired like to do so. So it was really cool. And like, it was, it was just an amazing, it was an amazing audience. It went from networking to, you know, motivational to a full on party. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I saw some of your, your Instagram stories of the event. And first off, love the music choices. Like it got Thank me you. pumped up. I wasn't even there. And I was like, wow, this <laughs> looks like, yeah, motiv- <laughs> motivational, a lot of fun too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. My mom was there partying. It was, it was really great. It was, <laughs> it was really great. So I'm from East Coast. So I had to like, you know, I had to bring out the big guns for the East Coast. So I'm really excited um, for our, for the next event. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really great. So how often are you hoping to have these events? So um, I think with everything is trial and error. Um, so like what I was finding was, is that I was doing frequent this year, I did a total of seven events um, in, in just in from January until May. Um, and all of the events were unique and amazing, but I'm finding that it's better to do larger events than it is for me to do smaller events. Um, and it makes more sense to do more planned out impactful events where before I was doing, Oh, Hey guys, come meet me at Runyon Canyon. Let's hang out. Let's have brunch. I'll get a company to pay for it. Or let's I'll, I'll take 30 nurses to a spa and have someone pay, have a sponsor pay for these things. And that was not what I was finding that my, my followers and that my supporters and the people who looked up to me wanted from me. So what I found was, is that, um, these larger events that are more in a workshop setting are more impactful. However, they're more expensive. So um, the reach that we can, we can get from these larger events are anywhere from 150 to 200 people, um, maybe even more. So I'm this year um, going forward to close out the year, because it's almost over already. Oh my goodness. Um, is to close out the year being more impactful, impactful, and like just being more driven, like more focused. So instead of just saying, I want to get people together, I want to get them together in a real way that they can connect and really learn and grow from each other. So I really want to be mindful about like what kind of activities we do and what kind of networking is allowed throughout the group and, um, and what they can really take from these events of, you know, this many people with similarities and that they can learn from in one location. So I'm finding that I'm going to do less frequent events, but way larger events. So I think that's my move going forward. So I'm hoping to close out the year with four events and one really big trip. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of fun too. It sounds like you have a good mix, right? It's a lot of fun, but the day of the amount of emotions that go through your body are insane. It goes from, it goes from, 
oh my God, this event is going to be amazing to so many people are going to show up and it's going to be awesome. And then you're thinking nobody's going to show up. Why would anybody show up? Then you think again and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to show up. It's going to be crowded. We're going to run out of food. So every emotion that um, could possibly, you could possibly go through in one day, you definitely go through when planning and hosting these events because, um, you know, it's, it's a part of your branding. Um, it's basically these people look up to you on the internet, online, and, um, you know, through your mentorship and you want to deliver the same energy that you, you promised them online for years, you know? Um, and you want people to really take something from it. If they're taking their time and their sometimes their money, you definitely want them to leave feeling like they learned something and they, they grew from it. So, um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of pressure. And normally after my events, instead of like going to party and have a good time, I sleep and eat and <laughs> feel so drained that I'm just like, oh my goodness, I need a week of sleep. But it's, it's actually very, um, it's actually very emotionally taxing um, because you, uh, for myself as a speaker, I have to share quite a bit of like my story and my message and things that I went through which I love doing because it's, it's helpful, but it, it can be very draining. Um, but it's, it's awesome to, to just realize that you're Friday. You could be at the bedside cleaning up a patient, giving them a bed bath. And then Saturday I could be hosting an event with 150 people there who just literally will stand in line to take a photo with me, which is, I find insane. And I would, <laughs> I would tell them I, like, if I was, if I was them, like like, if I was them, if I was one of their friends, I'd be like, why are you waiting in line to take a photo with this girl? But, um, I mean, I get it. It's, and it's, it's, just, it's really nice, and it's really amazing. And um, it makes me realize that, like, you know, it's been four years that I've spent um, building my brand. And it makes me feel like it was, it's worth it. Um, because when I initially started my brand back in 2014 and I told people what I wanted to do, I was like, you know, I really want to be an expert on nursing and how to maximize in the field and you know how how to have work-life balance I want to I want to model for scrub companies I want to do all these like really cool things I want to work with all these brands in the medical industry people were like that's not a thing you know so it's really nice to see something that you visioned you visualize being like a thing being a real thing now so it's really cool and it makes you realize that um the fact that I can even get a hundred people or 10 people to show up and um, hang out and learn and, you know, really like engage and listen to what I'm saying and what I have to offer is really empowering. And it just makes you, it makes me realize that dreams are real and they are attainable. That's great. Yeah. It's yeah. Really cool. You're, you're building truly a great brand and I can tell how passionate you are about exactly what you're doing. I mean, to have over 100,000 followers on Instagram, especially in the healthcare space, like I don't think people outside of healthcare realize like 112,000 is good in any space that you're in. In healthcare, it is phenomenal because that social media presence amongst healthcare professionals, that's still something that's growing right now. Yeah, it's still growing. And I think that it, um, um, the healthcare profession is learning a lot from it and um, learning what they can and cannot do. And it's um it's starting to it's starting to get a little different. When I first started doing social media and like negotiating with partnering with brands like a long time ago, it was it was like considered blasphemy to be a nurse and 
to to be trying to partner with a reputable scrub brand and to have a picture of you in a swimsuit. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. But <laughs> now I think that they're starting to realize that nurses and medical professionals were real people. Like we have boyfriends, we have dogs, we have a whole lot of other things going on. So it's pretty normal for us to, you know, live our lives. So I think it's nice seeing a balance when I look at healthcare professionals pages and like seeing that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and it's a great space to like, get people together in the profession and let them know that like, you know, I love my job and I am a happy nurse, but some days I really don't want to deal with the code Brown that I have to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No. I, and I like, I do like your page. You, you nailed it. Your page has, it has your, your brand focus posts. It has your personal life. It has a little bit of everything. It's Thank showing you. like who you are as a person, not just like, because I, I, I believe that you and your brand are aligned, but it is nice to see like the other side too, like you like watching a movie or you like, it's just, it's cool to see the person too, uh, which is great. I, I do want to real quick too. I wanted to bring this up. So you're from Philly. Are you a sports fan? I'm not. So I'm really boring because I'm not interested in any sports at all. Like it is horrible. So, um, <laughs> it's really bad. My boyfriend is, my boyfriend's always trying to convince me to watch sports. But however, the Eagles did win the Super Bowl this year. <sighs> I went home for the parade, and that was like a big deal. Against and I my like, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I didn't even know people actually like, you're the first person I've ever met that likes the Patriots. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I'm an East Coast girl, and like, we, we would literally rather anyone win besides the Patriots. Yeah, it's, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from Boston area, so like, that's, it, it is nice to know we have a team that's going to at least come close to winning every year, which is cool. Um, and then our Celtics, they did get Philly this year in the playoffs, too. Oh, yeah, the 76ers. Yeah, 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 I heard about that. I did. I actually watched that. And I was sad. And then I was, like, super disappointed. And I was like, see, this is why I don't watch sports. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not – I'm a, I'm a sports fan, but I don't let it consume my life. Like, I mean, you can't, especially when you're, you have other priorities for sure. So I don't think it's a bad thing that you're not super into it. Um, I'm sure people try to convince you to get more into it. You, you already mentioned that, but uh, I, I guess you're in a good spot because you don't have to just constantly be focusing on like what's happening in the sports world. I, I want to ask a few more things before we wrap up and really kind of going on to the social media topic we were just discussing, how can more healthcare professionals get involved in social media and create a growing presence? On I think, media? um, I think healthcare professionals can get involved, um, the same way that anybody else could get involved with social media. Um, it depends on what they want it for. So whenever starting a page, like regardless of what it, whether it's for business or for personal, let's be honest, you're, putting your like your picture out to millions billions of people um on a on a platform so you kind of want to be aware of like exactly what message you're sending because the internet is like kind of never nothing really ever just goes by like it can come back to haunt you so one of the things i would definitely say um when starting to post on social media i always think if if my dad saw this or my employer saw this would I get fired or would my dad be a bet? That's a good way to put it. Huh? That's a good way to put it. It's the best way to put it. Like, 
Um, you know, so I think that it's very important to think about those two things first. So if my boss saw this, like, would I get fired? Like, would I be called in the HR? And if my dad saw this, would he be embarrassed that his daughter was doing this? So those are my two things that I think about before posting anything or saying anything on social media. Um, and I could have done better about this when I had a smaller platform. So I would say definitely start thinking that way, even when creating your large platform, because it could potentially like come back to, I don't want to say haunt you because that's so negative, but come back to represent you in not the best manner. Um, the other thing is think about why you're creating this. Like, what is your, what is your reason? So I have people who reach out to me every single day and ask, tell me they want to grow their following because they want to start a brand. And I say, okay, well, why? Like, what is, what is your brand? Like, what, what's the focus of your brand? Like, do you want to inspire other people? Well, I just want to make, and the answer is often, I just want to make really cool shirts and sell them. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of cool shirt places, but you're a healthcare professional and you have this going on. So I would think about what your mission is when, you know, if you're starting a social channel for, to create a platform, what is your mission? And kind of stay true to that. And your posts, your actual content, like whatever the picture video format is, it should be aligned with what, with your captions and those kind of things. So um, I think it's really important to know what your mission is and the reason that you're starting this, um, because there's a lot of really quality content. Um, and it's good to start with consistency. Another thing I would tell healthcare pro um, providers or anyone who wants to start posting to build a platform on social media is that it can always be reshaped. So don't wait until you have the perfect YouTube video with the perfect lighting and the perfect sound. Don't wait to post your podcast until, you know, you have the perfect audio. Get it out there because you can always rebrand and you can always improve your content. And one of the things that I find that viewers love to see is um, an, a, a, an increase in the quality of your content. So when I started blogging, I had an iPhone. And I had an iPhone camera blogging from an iPhone camera up until last year when I hit a financial marking point that I felt like I could start investing in quality products to, to push my brand forward. But often people think, okay, I want to be an Instagram or a YouTube. I need to go out and buy the best camera. I need to go buy all these lights. And that's not, that's not always the case. If your content is meaning what you're saying and what your message is, is really good, people tend to not really care how wonderful it's presented. Um, and you can always improve your quality. So I would say, number one, like, does your dad or your employer, would they, would they flip out if they saw this? Like, that goes for anyone posting on any channel, anything. Think about those things. Will it get me fired? Will I lose my job? Will my parents be upset? Though That's number one. Number two, what is your mission? Why are you doing this? What, what is the point? Number three is start by getting the content out there, regardless of how good the content, the quality of it is. Over time, you can increase and improve that. But I find so many people sitting and waiting on a blog, on a podcast, and all, until they have all the proper things in order when they should just start because they're, by the time they've got on all that stuff that they feel that they need to start, they're already late.
um, because there's someone out there that's been putting out videos from their iPhone in their living room for years and they're getting views just from that. So I think that it's good that you start by starting. That's a really good point. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I had issues with it because a lot of times, like, I would be like, oh, I want to wait until I get the appropriate, uh, until I get the best, you know, um, until I get the best camera or I want to wait until I can find a video editor. And honestly, my views on YouTube aren't the best, but I, I love YouTube because I'm able to put out a five minute video on how to do something versus a one minute video that I can put out on Instagram. A third of the people look at my content that they do on YouTube, on it, on Instagram. Um, so it's way less, but when I look at the quality of my initial videos that were really bad with the really bad lighting with my shaking iPhone that was propped up on a book versus having a four to five person production crew, the views are no different. Nobody cares about that. They care that this video was about travel nursing and how much do you get paid from travel nursing? And this video is about work-life balance. They care about the topic, the content, what can they take from it? versus how the good the lighting in the video is. So the things that we obsess over, often our viewers don't even care about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Where, uh, so you mentioned it a little bit. I, I wanna definitely uh, wrap up by you telling the audience. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. I will put it in the show notes as well, but where can people learn more about you slash follow you on any social channels? Oh, um, people can find me on my Instagram at I am nurse Mo. but if they're tired of looking at me, go to at the resilient nurse, um, on Instagram, because that's where we post all of the amazing healthcare workers that are not me. Um, and you'll never see me there. If you're like, I'm so tired of that girl. I don't want to see her anymore. You don't have to worry about it. They're all posted. All the healthcare, um, all different healthcare professionals are posted on the resilient nurse. That's where we feature nurses and physicians and dental hygienists doing really amazing things in their profession. Um, on at the resilient nurse, you can also find out about different professions on at the resilient nurse. Um, and um, my website is www.theresilientnurse.com. And then if you're ever interested in how to put in the IV or how to transition to night shift or work-life balance, visit my YouTube. That is Nurse Mo TV. Great. And like I said, I'll, I'll put all those links in. Awesome. These show notes as well. And uh, we'll let you know when the podcast is up and posted. And we'll Thank send it you out. for keeping it yeah. short and sweet. I've done ones that were like an hour before. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, we, we've talked with a lot of healthcare professionals, uh, the audience that listens, and usually that 20 to 30 minute mark is they'll listen to it all the way through at that point. Once you get towards an hour, uh, some things can get lost in translation, and no, it's sure. just enough that people get to know you and check out you and can learn more from your page because your page is super informative. You have amazing icons on everything that you post for your, thank you uh, you know your videos and all your stories so i think it's great uh hopefully we can have you on again sometime maybe uh you know either later in the year or early next year and we can awesome. kind of hear what you're up to i'm sure you'll be at two hundred and fifty thousand followers <laughs> plus you. at that point um if not more so look forward to uh following your story and, and seeing how your brand continues to grow but thank you so much for being on thank the podcast you. thank you so much for having me Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. Bye.
Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Slice of Healthcare. Great episode. It was great to talk with Monique, learn more about her and her recent event in New York and everything else that she's working on. She is super passionate about what she does and it comes off right from the beginning when you start talking with her that she is so passionate and has a big vision for what she wants to accomplish both in her career and her life purpose, which is really cool. Be sure to follow Slice of Healthcare on our social channels at Slice of Healthcare for all social channels except Twitter, which is at Slice of HC. And be sure to go to iTunes Podcast or wherever else you're listening to the podcast and leave a rating slash review. We really appreciate it and hope you continue to listen. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.